Hi everyone, my name is Heather Barnhouse and I'm a partner at Dentons Canada LLP. Welcome to our agribusiness podcast, where we explore the challenges, trends, and innovation happening in the agricultural industry in Canada. Every year, Olds College hosts the AgSmart Conference to bring together agricultural innovators and service providers to showcase new technologies in ag. Chris Young, our Senior Manager of Client Development, was on site at the conference in August to chat with numerous stakeholders in the ag ecosystem. Please join us for the next few episodes to listen to some of these conversations Chris has had with the innovators and investors that attended AgSmart. Well, welcome to AgSmart uh, at the second day here at the AgSmart conference. I've got John Newtons from ATB. Uh, joining today to talk a little about what's happening in the egg tech sector uh, from ATB standpoint. But before we start, John, you want to give a bit of background about what you do at ATB? Sure. Yeah, I head up agriculture at ATB, so the whole agriculture team, lending team at ATB, and and uh, take responsibility for sort of helping keep ATB guided, if you will, from a directional perspective as to what's happening in agriculture and what we need to do. Um, from an agriculture lending perspective, to be to be in the know and and help us move our move our business forward, but certainly more most importantly, help move our customers' businesses forward. Now, being obviously on the ground here in Alberta, uh, and ag being one of our largest industries, uh, I'm sure ATB sees a lot uh, that's going on in the ag sector. Uh, but if we focus a little bit on on agriculture innovation and technology, uh, from your perspective, what are you guys seeing? What are some of the trends that are coming out of uh, this sector? <laughs> that's a that's a really broad question because there's a lot going on. I mean, and ag tech isn't new. Like ag tech's, you know, been around for geez, twenty plus years or, or or more. If you really go back and look at seed technology and um, you know varietal technology in the seed industry and all kinds of different stuff. Uh, um, evolution of where things have gone from a pesticide and fertilizer perspective and then on the equipment side you know in particular as well so and my background is is uh, closer to the farm it is ag retail um, and I'm from southwestern Ontario but been exposed across agriculture if you will in Canada um, you know I ran one of the uh, pesticide seed companies one of the global companies for their Canadian group so um, so you see lots of innovation, you know, going on around the world, um, but there's certainly opportunity and, and a lot coming from Western Canada and Alberta in particular. And, you know, the biggest thing I think is, you know, there's technology around equipment, you know, um, you know, application technologies. I mean, precision agriculture has been around a long time. And it's been probably more widely adopted, if you will, in the specialty crops sectors. Um, or segments, I guess you would say, but uh, and then across broadacre crops, you know, as well, um, just depending on probably size and scale of operation and different things like that, land base, what the land looks like, what the soils are like across that land base, soil zones. So, I mean, that's that's continuing to evolve, I think. And then um, and now, you know, you look at well, what's happening around, you know, spot spraying weeds, if you will, with these. Uh, I've seen some of those demos. It's yeah. So. 
you know, so that's amazing as it relates to cropping, but you know, geez, in the animal husbandry space as well, you know, whether it's dairy or beef cattle or poultry sector, there's, there's lots of opportunity, if you will, around technologies to help manage um, those businesses going forward too. And, you know, I think generally speaking, what, what we're seeing from an innovation perspective is it's all trying to move towards how do we capture data and make that data available to farm and ranch, or even in the processing space up and down the value chain, you know, to make better decisions, right? For producing a better crop, growing a better animal, um, more productivity, um, efficiencies, gaining efficiencies to try and save some costs, if you will, around things. Um, and, uh, you know, that essentially is, you know, historically, you know, farmers have learned, if you will, through trial and error, um, and uh, made those decisions. You know, grandfather knew that that piece of land back in that quarter, if you will, you know, didn't produce quite as well as these right. other areas and, and, and would treat it slightly different. Well, now treating that differently is a technology-driven decision, right. right? It's data-driven, it's the data you've collected and how to apply more precise, if you will, um, decisions um, around those concepts. And I think, I think we still have a, However, you know, innovation has been around a while, but we still have a long way to go in terms of, you know, we've been capturing a lot of data with sensor technologies, with, um, you know, soil sampling, with all kinds of different things. We're capturing all this data. The biggest thing, and I think challenge going forward, is how do you put that data, you know, into a system that that spits out those decisions and and. Right lets the farmer have some input into that as well in the process but but helps if you will make that decision um and in an integrated way right i think the big challenge right now is is, is getting the data in mm -hmm. um and you know someone doing that data analysis because a data analyst doesn't exist necessarily on a farm and ranch right right so in terms of cleaning data and inputting data analyzing data and so on so it's how can companies do that as a service, if you will, um, for producers and and um, at the same time, make sure that there's a the trust is there. Right. Right. So there's a big trust building factor here, I think. Um, and and then, you know, help those move those decisions and help be in trusting in those decisions and understand the ROI of those decisions like that's all still not that individual technologies and individual companies have not been doing that and moving that forward. I think that is, but right. I think it needs to become a lot more integrated as well. For right? sure. So multiple systems, disparate systems that don't talk to each other where there's data in multiple places that you're inputting is not good either. So I think there's a lot of integration that we yeah. need to go through in terms of uh, the, the data integration and the application technology perhaps as well um, in order to help drive those decisions in a, in a more you know, a holistic and meaningful way, if you will, across multiple opportunities on the farm or the ranch or even downstream from a processing perspective or what have you. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, let's put your lending hat on for a second here. Um, what does ATB look for uh, when these innovation companies come to you for financing? Like what are some of the, you know, for the listeners out there who are thinking about getting some financing to build and grow their business and product? You know, what are some of the things that they should be aware of uh, before coming to ATB and looking for financing? Well, there's a couple aspects to this 
piece of the puzzle, I guess, as it relates to moving innovation forward. Like we want to support moving innovation forward. I think because there's such a large opportunity for our industry overall and everybody in it, right? In, including the companies bringing the innovation, you know, to farm and ranch or to processing, as, as well as the farm, uh, farm and ranch and, and, and those companies doing the processing. So there's, there's, there's opportunity, I think, to be gained, if you will, to grow the sector, to grow the industry. We want to support that. The challenge in it, I think, to a certain degree is, is that, uh, you know, early stage companies that still need to prove their technology and so on and so forth, you know, we talk to lots of those companies and we'll provide advice and so on and so forth. But coming in with a senior debt lending solution is is challenging. At the end of the day, you know, ourselves as, as well as, uh, you know, some of the big uh, um, FIs, if you will, um, you know, we're primarily asset-based lenders, right? right? So, you know, looking at security and uh, in, in, in the technology space, you know, that isn't there. Now, what we can do is look at, you know, cash flow lending. So if you have some proven cash flows, showing some growth in your business and so on, then then we can get behind it to a certain degree. But, you know, for the most part, it's, you know, earlier, com- earlier stage companies that are bringing innovation to the market. You know, they kind of got to show their, they got to show, uh, they're able to grow the market. They're able to grow, you know, obviously have their technology proven out and so on and and basically show that they can manage and grow the business, you know, and, and have a bit of a track record there before we can get on board. But there's lots of discussion in the industry and we participate in this discussion, you know, for those companies that can come in earlier than us, types of financing solutions. Right. So that's venture capital funds yep. and things like that. And, and we're highly participative in those discussions to to try and figure out where the gaps are and right. how we can close the gaps, if you will. So because, you know, there is that stage, early stage companies can get seed funding and then they move forward a little bit, start to prove their technology, they can get venture funding, you know, but that only, it only can bring so many, so much money to the table right. in different rounds of financing. So you get your round A, round B, round C or what have you, right? So, okay. and if you find the right uh, venture group or, um, or, or uh, maybe more than one fund, if you will, to come in and support you and see you through. That's where I think it's important. You know, if you could be a part of an accelerator program or what have you that, that right. helps bring the advising to the table to help you move your company forward, that'd be very good to participate in yeah. um, and get engaged in and, and so on. The other side of the financing solution in this is, is you know, financing the adoption of technology, if you will. Um, whether that's on farm and ranch or um, what have you. So we'd really like to see, to do some of that, if you will. Um, Cause we know that's a, that's probably a big challenge around adoption, right? Particularly farm and ranch because, and, and, and particularly crops, but certainly in the animal husbandry space as well, you, you only get so many attempts and in the crop cycle, if you think about it, you know, a farmer maybe gets 30, depending on how long they farm, 30 to 40 times, <laughs> yep. if you will, yep. to grow a crop, which is very different than, you know, in the consumer marketplace where you might be turning, you know, your product out the door once a month, getting 12 turns a year, if right. you will, instead of right. one turn per year. So so it's very challenging, I think, for, for farmers that uh, are growing crops, as an example, to go whole hog and adopt these technologies and try... Obviously, we've got the innovators, the early stage, you know, producers that are doing that and challenging themselves, and that's fantastic. Um, 
but you know we we'd like to figure out well what's a how's a better way that we can help support that because i think at the end of the day where it's going to go for us is that with certain technologies that can be shown to um, help the operation and streamline that operation or improve efficiency on that or operation because of decision making or whatever that is, I think generally what we're going to end up seeing is, is those those uh, those are farm and ranch, those operators, if you will, and, and owners that adopt these technologies are over the long term going to have more consistent um, earnings, have right. more consistent yeah. uh, ability to produce, more consistent in, our, in how they're managing expenses, even if we have fluctuation in because of because of weather. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's the control. biggest thing, right? Yeah. Weather up and downs and so on. But if you can help take out a little bit of those peaks and valleys, if you will, um, and smooth that out just a little bit over the long term. I think technology is going to help do that. Yeah. And um, and that's where I think, uh, you know, I think as a lender, you look at that stability of cash flows, that stability of being able to generate a return and so on. And so I think technology is going to help that. And I think for us down the road, we'll be looking at perhaps looking at that a little more to say, well, you know, maybe you should take a look at adopting this technology because it will help you in this space. And guess what? We can help finance the adoption of that technology. Right. The other reason for it is, is basically sustainability. Yeah. Right. So if we can eventually, you know, if organizations like ATB, you know, we, we certainly support, you know, what's, uh, some of what's happening obviously in the ESG space, environment, sustainability and governance. And if, if we can check that, box if you will for this customer is operating from a sustainable perspective you know i I don't know exactly what that's going to look like yet and what that's going to mean if you will for um you know us uh you know from a lend from a lending product perspective if you will in that space but i think there's something that's going to be there down the road right so um and again it's if it just helps atb tell you know, the general public and the Alberta government and the marketplace, if you will, that um, ATB is supporting sort of, you know, what's happening, if you will, uh, um, from a sustainable operations perspective, et cetera, yep. then checking that box is is a, is a good thing to do. Yeah. No, I, I mean, as you see in our energy sector, right, that's a big focus is the ESG and all the companies are launching new initiatives to address those uh, and, and get that checklist checked off per se. Yeah. Um, one last question about uh, maybe some of the companies you have seen that you know ATB does lend to. Um, how do we in Canada, in Western Canada, compare to uh, other companies in the egg innovation sector globally? Um, do you, like are we leaders? Are we laggers? Like are we're laggers? We're laggers, right? We we we. Uh Certainly from, if you look at the amount of venture capital money that's gone into the ag tech, which is a broad umbrella term. So there's lots of different companies that that would apply to and technologies, but, you know, use that umbrella um, and, you know, ag tech and or food tech, right? So, which food tech means to me, it just, it's, ag tech is more farm and ranch and, and, and a little bit up and down the value chain, but certainly food tech is down the value chain, right? Processing and beyond. And I think, you know, when you look at the amount of venture capital money that's flowed into this space, 
and how much it's increased year over year for the last 10 to 15 years like it's significant now and i can't quote the number off the top of my head i forget but it's you know multiple billions and um canada gets a small percentage of that very small and not and not our weight right we don't we're not carrying that weight relative to the production we have right so you know we're the fourth or fifth large you know largest exporter in the world if you will of uh, agricultural products and and um that you would think okay well maybe we should be the fourth or fifth if you will in in the amount of innovation capital we are um, pulling into companies that are innovating in our space and that's not happening right so now there's a move afoot there's there's lots of attention being paid to this there are um, venture capital funds. We've had more venture capital funds, Canadian-based ones now than we ever have. Um, and, and we've got a couple of new ones coming on board right now that I know of. Um, yeah. and, um, and we have, you know, companies that are starting accelerators, if you will, in this space right here in Alberta um, and there to support these types of companies going forward. But essentially, we need to bring the ideas forward um and create companies out of these ideas and try and move those technologies forward and and the, the support is there for that to happen i think what happens a lot in canada um and has for, probably for 20 30 years if not longer is you have you know someone whether it's at a farm level or or what have you tinkering with innovation if you will produce you know an interesting piece of equipment or an interesting idea around how they're going to do this or do that and it stops there you know they do it on their own farm or they or they might do it you know and have a few neighbors if you will that kind of they sell some stuff to but don't look at how to expand that beyond local right and i think there's a huge opportunity for that to occur in canada to take it and if you look historically We've exported a lot of knowledge in agriculture. Like I, you know, I know we've, I know for sure on in the seed business, for example, there's there's a lot of technology that we've brought international. And you right. think about the canola space yeah. as one, yeah. but you know certainly others as well. Where we've, you know, I know people that have gone overseas, Ukraine, wherever that's been over the last 20, 30 years, and and spent time, if you will, with knowledge transfer. Right. right transferring knowledge of how we do things here in canada in our agricultural production practices that get adopted in other parts of the world and we we probably haven't capitalized on that the way we should right right and i think that's where the opportunity lies is how do we cap capitalize on that in a way that's gonna that's gonna work right and i know there's probably not an answer to this which is why we're talking about this right now but what do you think is the roadblock I guess, and you mentioned like you know the the farmer that tinkers with a, some innovation, but then they just stop. They don't, yeah. you know. Is this a mindset, or is it just we just don't? We're not uh, out there enough sharing well, that we have the resources to help you take that now from paper yeah. napkin to yeah. commercial. Well, I think it's a bit of both. Like yeah. I think it's maybe just you know Canadians are nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I think that's part of it, which is maybe mindset, right? Yeah. About you know well. Um, you know, really just kind of, uh, I guess, being complacent in terms of understanding that this technology might have a fit in other parts of the world rather than just on my own farm or locally. So I think there is that. Um, And then maybe it's just, yeah, absolutely. Then the knowledge of the fact that 
there is support and there is opportunities and things like that to do things right but you know we're very different culturally i think obviously than our neighbors to the south yeah. that where a lot of that happens right there's a lot of that innovation that's just someone gets an idea and goes oh i'm going to make a company i'm going to try and sell this around the world yeah right or certainly around the u.s and then they do it <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and there's tons of support there for it to happen too yeah particularly in that venture capital and seed seed capital space if you will as well yeah, for sure all right well john thank you so much for taking time out of your business yeah. schedule join us here at egg smart uh good luck for the rest of the show and yeah, uh yeah thanks for sharing your insights on this with us for sure anytime right. thanks, thanks a lot okay take care